Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello again. Um, welcome to Evolving Us, episode 20. Hooray. Hooray. I'm Ashley. <laughs> I'm Julia. And we are really excited to be back after a very long hiatus of literal life. Yeah, I don't know how long it's been, but it's been too long. Very long time. Um, today, we are really excited to talk about core values. Um, I know this is like a buzzword, buzz topic, um, but we're going to break it down in a way that is tangible, digestible, understandable, edible, delicious, and scrumptious. <laughs> I can't add anything to that. That's perfect. Okay, yes. cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, wow, we're so inspired to be back on podcasting and conversations just because this organic way of being and talking and conversating is so incredibly important. Um, We can't really talk about core values without starting with talking about identity. So Jules, I'll let you kick us off. Like when we say who are you, what are we referring to? Well, I think most people think it's who are you, what do you do? I think that's the first thing we innately go to. But what we really want to know is who are you, what drives you, what's your purpose in life, and what ignites you on a daily basis. And so I think who are you, so often we ask this question in so many settings socially, and we go to I am a mom, I am a recruiter. That's that's my answer, or that was my previous me answer, but really who I am, who you are, who who we all are is beyond the scope of roles that we have in life. For sure. And and I think like when we talk about identity, it really unveils the experience of um of our actions and our behaviors and like the things that we show up to do. So like on any given day, you wake up, you've got a certain set of assignments, right? And usually those assignments of what you do generally right are based on the roles that you play the hats that you wear so if you're waking up and you're like okay I'm gonna brush my teeth like for me I wake up I brush my teeth I do my business um lately I've been making tea because it's cold af outside shout out to LA natives who think everything is cold when it's below (laughs) 65 degrees um but then I you know I teach yoga or hit or whatever class is on my schedule and then I go do my privates and then you know I've like or I do some organization and admin on my business etc etc and that is because the identity of who I am is an entrepreneur and a business owner you know and then at the end of the day I you know come home and unwind with my partner and that's like the identity that I hold there whereas Jules you know she'll wake up extra early she makes lunch for the kids she you know, takes care of some work emails, then she gets on stream, you know, and works out. Then she starts her job, which is being a recruiter. So like all of those actions are generally rooted in what role am I playing? What assignment do I have for this day? And what is the outside world commitments and accountable actions that I have to take in order to play these roles? Right? Yes. Yeah. So, so, hmm. I, I want to talk a lot today, not about what we do. I want to talk about how we do it. Yeah, and I think just tying it to the topic of this conversation we're having today about core values, the interesting thing is is why we're talking about identity and roles and where this conversation is starting is because I think that many of us 
in the different roles that we play, the different actions we have to take throughout the day, we encounter many situations that cause a variety of different emotions and friction and problem solving that we need to get to as part of our human nature and overall assignment on this earth. And therefore, how all this relates to and ties into core values is who you are is not your role and who you decide to be is actually what your assignment is. And therefore, how do you figure this out? It's by figuring out what motivates you and what drives you and who you are at your core. Would you say? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, Coming into this, this what drives you is that one person could play all of the roles that either Jules or I play um, and play it from a place of cynicism, depression, sadness, anger, um, unworthiness, frustration. Whereas another person can play the role from a sense of duty and purpose and expansion. Whereas another person can play the role of whatever they wake up that day is how they play that role. And I think the differentiating factor obviously is comprised by our experiences and our upbringing, uh, the access to resources that we have now to grow emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, um, combined with um, I think our inner willpower to stay connected to bigger picture, right? Like something that's bigger than me, God, spirit, call it what you will. And so I think the missing link for many of us is knowing what is my North Star, what is my why, and what's getting me out of bed, and how do I look for things in my life that actually align with that. So for example, we've all heard the emphasis that, you know, whatever you pay attention to expands. Like for example, we know if you buy a brand new car and that type of car has always been driving around the streets. But all of a sudden, you notice that that type of car is like everywhere. You're like, oh shit, look, a Tesla. Oh God, look, it's there. It's there. It's there. It's not that like everyone's copying you. It's that you're now hyper-focused on something that now you have that's active in your field. It's the same thing that goes for, uh, ideally, you're not going to feel personally attacked right now, but you'll just receive this. Women in our culture, single women that are like, where are all the woke-ass men? The fuck, right? And then like every guy you go out on a date with is – psychopath, wounded, over-obsessive, or emotionally unavailable, right? It's like, what's the common denominator? (laughs) (laughs) But when you look for where are all the woke-ass men, there's no one around, you're going to find no one around. Or if you're looking for all the ways you can find a brand new coffee table and then all of a sudden you're on social and then social's targeting you. It's like, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> all it takes is one ad. Just one ad. And then you'll click it. Actually, them. it just takes one thought because let's <laughs> all be honest, like all the tech vibes are up in our brain all the time. So yeah, it's, it's like, okay, so we're hyper-focused on something and then all of a sudden that thing is vibrating high in our life and showing up everywhere we look. So if my vibration is I'm going to wake up I'm going to hold the role of mother, of wife, of recruiter. And then that's the only thing that I'm paying attention to of all the ways I'm just mother, I'm just recruiter. Then my life becomes wrapped up and consumed by the expectations of this identity. Mm -hmm. Which I know you've been there. 
Sure have. <laughs> sure diddly have. Strikes a chord for sure. Yeah. And it's not wrong. It's just to say that like because we're in a society and a culture of labels and uh, we like definitions for things. And when we have definitions for things, it gives us a sense of certainty and it minimizes our human suffering in some way or another. And so we live out and play out those roles. And and usually what's underneath them is like, am I a good enough mother? Or am I a good enough recruiter? Or do I feel recognized or acknowledged enough at work? And then we're seeking external validation. Yeah, when you were saying that, I was just thinking about how like with the whole car example, it's like we want validation that our choice is the best choice. Mm-hmm. We don't really look at things like it's the best choice for me right now. And I think that's what opens up this bigger conversation about, okay, so like I'm holding myself to the standard of being in the role of mother or recruiter of like the standards of what I see to be successful mothers or recruiters Um These are examples of roles that I take on, right? But it's like if I hold myself to the level of a mother on social that I'm like, wow, like she's such a good mom. I wish I could be that mom. I'm holding myself up to an unrealistic expectation and standard of validation that I'll never meet because I am not just that, right? So I think the bigger conversation around core values and where we started around identity is that we so badly want to be validated and feel like what we're doing is the right thing when the bigger vision we need to focus on is, is this the right thing for me now? And if not, what am I doing about it? Right. So, yeah, totally. And, and it's, it's totally human for us to be rooted in this, in this need for validation, certainty, acknowledgement. Am I on the right track? Does this make sense? And even as women, you know, like we always see those hilarious memes of like, uh, it's like from the notebook and it's like, what do you want? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> um, and that's what I think the role and, and the meme is always, um, when you ask your girl what she wants for dinner, mm. right? <laughs> and the role is that women are indecisive, right? But, but that's not quite true. Well, and it's and it, not just women. Of course, it's not right? just women. It's but like I mean, like, like the it. masculine dynamic, masculine feminine dynamics is a whole other conversation that talks about. Um, leadership and direction and and things like that and what roles we play in that sense. Um, However, I find, you know, a lot of our demographic of people that we work with in our community and our clients and our students are mostly women, right? And so I find there is sometimes this struggle with women of finding our place and our identity within ourselves and our truth within ourselves rooted in a foundation that actually makes sense for us. So when you said, is this the right choice versus is this the right choice for me right now is a bigger conversation because core values can actually shift and change based on seasonality of your life, even though there are foundational things that, you know, just essentially are the essence of you. So some of the questions that, um, you know, we've prepared to offer you some, just some thought process, because by the way, these questions are coming from our internal, most insecure person on the inside, inside, um, for you to consider. And, you know, one of them is, do you find yourself wishy-washy on your choices or your habits or your results? And what I want to say is habits is like when you're in a good mood, you do the habits you want to do versus doing the habits every single time, all the time, because you're committed to them. And then results is like some days you get this and some days you get that. And then choices, of course, is second guessing yourself, you know? Um, Do you have a deep desire to 
gain clarity as to what direction to go. Like knowingness, right? Inner knowingness um, with all the external stuff just in the world, whether it's going online and on social media or on the news or hearing other people and the way that they talk about situations, circumstances, and people. Um, sometimes that can cloud our vision as to what we want for our life, right? Like we take other people's opinions and decision-making through comparison so heavily that we make it our self-fulfilling prophecy of like, well, is this what I really wanted or do I actually want that now? Um, you know, working, if you're, if you're working really hard to like keep everything in order, like life should not be hard work every single fucking day. You know, there should be a sense of ease. For example, for me, I mean, I teach online, I'm an entrepreneur. We have this brand, you know, and it's, it's a really amazing brand and it comes with a fuck ton of hardship. And right now we're also going through a lot of hardship. We have a lot of transition, Um, And I remember like several weeks in a row, I would wake up Monday morning being like, I don't want to do this. And so, for example, instead of me going into the hardness and being like, oh, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. I was like, guess what? Monday morning, we're not doing 6 a.m. breath work. We're doing 8 a.m. yoga nidra and everyone's going to lay down and listen and relax. And literally just that small change, that small change in alignment, instead of me thinking everyone else expected me to show up in a certain way, listening to myself and my inner guidance system made me exhale and be like, I'm stoked to wake up tomorrow. Like, this is going to be great. And then another question I have before I hand it over to Jules is, um, you know, what if there was an easy way to conserve all of the brain power that you have and decision-making potential for things that bring you, you know, more joy and more freedom? Meaning like instead of spending 20 minutes trying to pick out an outfit, you just Steve Jobs it and you wear a fucking turtleneck every day. And you're like, I'm going to streamline this decision because the guidance system in streamlining this gives me more of my energy to put towards things that make me happy. I promise you whether you wear this shirt or that shirt, it's not going to make you a difference in your happiness. It might change the way you feel externally, but if you could pick something that you know is a guarantee to make you feel good, wouldn't you just pick that instead of deciding this or that? So, you know, just things to consider. I like this question. (laughs) Are you someone who knows that your truth is one way, but yet in the face of FOMO, heavy emotions or difficult choices, you shrink back and choose a familiar option and then feel like shit after? (laughs) I like this one because it's present for me or it was present last week. And I caught myself there because I'm working very hard on things being temporary and not holding on to things and making them linger longer than they should. Yes. And so this question for me is is awesome because last week I had an array of emotions around a situation that I was facing or rather navigating at work. Um, and I think that's one thing is when we're in the heightened emotion or an emotion that is discomfort versus comfortable, we think – like we completely doubt everything that we know and we want to make a different choice because we actually want to be back in our comfort zone, right? But we don't realize that the reason why we're doubting ourselves and our knowingness isn't because we don't know what our knowingness is, but I think it's because it's the comparison and and just like the face of emotion makes us want to flee the emotion so badly most of the time. Um, Do you struggle with indecision or not believing in yourself? (laughs) 
don't we all? Um, <laughs> I think that having again, going back to what I said earlier, wanting validation in the choices that we make is like such a human condition that we often don't pull out of it and see like, okay, wait, no, I know that this decision is the right decision for me right now. And and we'll talk about why you would know that. Yes, we In will. a moment. Please hold. Um, but yeah, I think just like knowing your knowingness is the core of what we're trying to get at here. And uh, my last question for you is how useful would having a compass or map that tells you exactly where to go based on the core of what you know within yourself for the rest of your life be? Like how how great would it be to know inside of yourself that you could always go back to your North Star and your core values essentially and know, okay, no matter how the you know, how things are being rumbled, how the up is going back down and the down is going up and whatever life throws at you, how great would it be to be able to go to your inner resource and be reminded of your knowingness? Totally. It's like a map. Like you're like, oh, if my inner resource or the decisions I've made around the guidelines of my life say this, it's like a Bible, but it's a Bible you created. And you're like, oh, fuck yeah. I intentionally set this up. So that in these moments I feel emotionally weakened, I have a structure of strength to come back to. Like that's what core values are. You're like, is this alignment with my values? No? Bye. Yes? Great. (laughs) Welcome it. Like, no? Bye. No? Bye. It's so simple. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's a simple shit. So let's define core values. Core values are traits or qualities that represent an individual's highest priorities deeply held beliefs, and core fundamental driving forces. So I'd love for you to just take a moment and reflect on what part of that definition actually stuck out to you. For me, a representation of someone's highest priorities, right? It's like, you know when you're like dating someone and they ghost you? And then you're like trying to hit them up and you're like, God, why won't they respond? I just want an explanation. I just want to understand. Their actions have already showed you exactly what their priority is. Same, same with core values. The way that every single person is operating in their life, their actions and results are showing you what's important to them and your actions and results are showing what's important to you. And so conscious or unconscious, right? You might look at your results and be like, no, that's not true because like my priorities are to like go build this other thing and take this risk. And it's like you want (laughs) that to be your core values, but it's not really your core values. Yeah. And if we're feeling attacked right now, welcome. I love it. Welcome to the party, right? (laughs) Welcome. It's so good. (sighs) So Jules, you want to take a stab at explaining? (laughs) (laughs) I was actually just thinking about this, not remembering uh, this information immediately. But um, I was actually thinking when you were reading the core values definition about how we are programmed to be externally validated and external facing in our choices, beliefs, identity at the end of the day. And so... How so? How are we programmed? From the moment we're born, we are in an environment, in a society, in a time in history where things are being fed to us from the outside where we are guided in from, you know, the school structure to the work environment, just the 
the flow of what we are born into societally, at least in Western modern third world country structure, that is, we are embedded in a first system. What did I say? For third world. Uh, I meant first world. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I meant first world. Um, I'm like, shit, I got food on my table. Well, because I was thinking it's the opposite of third world. That's why yeah. I said that. But um, how human of me to make a mistake. But, um, I'm fine. Um, that the structures that we're born into are all externally validating us, essentially. And so in thinking about what we're about to talk about, we are actually so conditioned to be set up to want this external validation. And when you were reading the core values explanation, it's so crazy to me to think that we're actually learning the innate way of how we should operate, AKA knowing ourselves and then deciding things from the outside. Right. And so how this manifests in every aspect of our life is that we see our interactions, familial friends, work, uh, etc society all different aspects that we encounter and we think that it's about them but really it's about us but we are being conditioned by so many different external avenues that we don't even realize what our driving force is excuse me just had to burp <laughs> it had i did clear that spiritually you know thank you you're so welcome um, yeah, having said that too, like, I just want to emphasize too, for those of you that are thinking this and, and feel like you need to hear it to iterate it is that, you know, our, our families and our parents are not perfect. We love them dearly and they're doing the best they can with what they have. So like, for example, I've noticed recently in the last six months to a year is that every conversation I have with my dad, almost every conversation he always brings up and, and, and I love that he loves to share with me, um, what's going on in his life. But most of the time, the priority is he wants acknowledgement for a certain job that he's doing. He likes to share with me. I kicked ass on this thing and I did this. And then this is how much money I made and stuff like that. And I just had like a huge awareness around it where I was like, holy shit, like while I'm purpose driven, because I think what I do is so much beyond, so much more beyond money. Like I think the world of healing is like so human and enriching and empowering and fulfilling for me. Um, I do catch myself stuck in that old way of thinking of like, what is the amount of money I'm making or what are the amount of gigs that I'm pulling in and are they of high stature and what type of clients am I working with, you know? And like, while I'd love to say that that's not important, I realized through conditioning and awareness that it's been programmed to me as if it was the most important thing. And so not only that, like growing up, you know, like we were in a divorced household. So it would be one week mom, one week dad, you know, side to side, back and forth. And um, if dad had a gig, the weeks would flip flop so that he could work, meaning like work was above and beyond everything. Meaning if you had to have an important or serious conversation, it could wait until after the job was over. And so I see that reflecting into my life in other ways where, you know, purpose, <laughs> Jules is mind blown. I'm having a huge light bulb right now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so it's like, it's like I didn't get a chance until I woke up to say what is important to me and my core values of like, no, if there's a, a relationship on the line, like that's the number one. If I need to like say hold on to this job or if I need to, you know, swerve and make another decision – I have the freedom to do so. I don't have to feel shackled by what I was told growing up. And and that goes along with what we learned in school too of, 
you know, I know that things are starting to get different in schools, but I know in my upbringing, my kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade teachers were not like, how's your tummy feeling? Are you hungry? It was more so, oh, it's 1230. It's time for lunch. Eat something. Mm-hmm. And so in that, <laughs> it's like, don't trust yourself. Trust what I'm telling you to do. Mm-hmm. And then even in my modalities of learning, like whether it's a, a reading or an essay report or reading comprehension or math, like we had to learn in the style we were taught. And if we didn't learn in the style we were taught, we were told that we weren't good enough or we're failing math or something's wrong with us. You're not meeting expectations. You're not meeting expectations. <laughs> and that's external validation too. So generally our happiness, our sadness, our excitement, our enthusiasm, our state of depression, our anxiety, our stress, like usually that's varies based on the external sources versus the internal representation of this does or doesn't align with me. And I know this is kind of like really big picture and we're we're getting kind of granular and expansive at the same time. But I think really what we're driving home here is that most of us operate on like, you know, um, like a bumper car system where we're driving and then we hit something and it turns us this way and then we hit some the, the sidewall and it turns us that way and then we hit this and then it turns us that way and we're like, swerve, oh, I just got fired or oh, I just quit or I got dumped or you know, I'm going after this huge thing and that's a risk. It's like, we don't really even analyze like, what is, how does this resonate from my inner self, from a spiritually guided place that feels like I've trust in myself and the universe? What's coming up for me as you're saying this is that there are all these things that we've talked about and that obviously I've learned in my journey of self-discovery and Um, you know, that we also talk about in different workshops and retreats. And it's like how it all comes together is essentially to me this. It's like you are someone who is finally seeking curiosity outside of information that you've accepted up until this point. And whether you're learning about inherited family trauma or um, literally core values, any topic that comes up, I think what's the most confusing in a way is like, okay, so I realize my assignment in life is bigger than, example, my nine to five job, right? Like I have a purpose that is bigger than that. So when I started getting into the work, I was like, oh, like I had this huge identity crisis that included my job. And I was like, well, maybe that means that I shouldn't be doing this job. But I think what everything it all comes down to is can you get to what it is that you're really here for, a.k.a. your purpose? And then from there, on a daily basis, because every day looks so different and everything is temporary and whatever it is that you're supposed to do and however it's going to happen, it will literally be that way. But how do you not bypass, a.k.a. just sit there and be like, I'm here for a purpose. It's going to happen because I'm here for my purpose. You know, how do you participate actively in your purpose and also have motivation to go beyond what you know in order to question things that may not be yours? So I think like for me, that's what it really comes down to. Yeah. And and in that is like, I want to reiterate what I said earlier, that it's not what you do, it's how you do it. Mm. So you can still operate in your nine to five. You can still be a mother. You can still be a wife. You can still do all of these things. 
But instead of doing it from a place of unconsciousness, you're doing it from a place of like how I show up to this is fulfilling, is filling my tank because I'm doing it in a way that it's alignment aligned with my purpose. Mm. Because I can show you two recruiters. One of them could be totally living in their value system regardless if their job is the recruiting is their purpose. They could be doing it in a way that fulfills them, that uplifts them, that's in alignment with them. And the other person could just be doing the bare minimum, showing up, collecting a paycheck and being potentially miserable. Who knows, right? So it's not just that like all of a sudden when you're living in your truth, you give up every freaking hat that you wear. And all of a sudden you're like on cloud nine bossing out like on stage performing or some shit you know <laughs> like you're still showing up to your life it's just you're showing up to it in a way that's fulfilling like fuck yeah sign me up yeah you know mm-hmm. and so how it would manifest if you're not even aware of your core values because by the way the core values that you were downloaded in in your programming weren't necessarily spoken like your parents weren't like by the way get in line we prioritize this 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 right it's more so through actions, through behaviors, through reactions, through how they handle conflict, et cetera, et cetera. And then the teachers you had, the coaches you had, the experiences you had growing up, those things all kind of gave weight to you. Um, Another awareness I had recently too around relationship was a relationship that I observed my mom with after her and my dad got divorced that I totally blocked out of my memory. More on that later. I could do an entire podcast on that actually um, of awarenesses I had through that. But I didn't realize just it was a pretty toxic on and on and again, off again relationship for a very long time. And there was a lot of fighting and a lot of discord. And I never understood why my first relationship was so much like that until recently. I literally just had this awareness where I was like, oh, I was in an abusive relationship. And in that relationship, everything was about him. So if he wasn't feeling it that day, I was depressed if I wasn't getting attention from him in a certain way or if he wasn't showing up or serving me or calling me or whatever it was, that dictated the way that I felt. So all of my internal representation of my worth was based on his expectation or the way he showed up. So it's another way how it all trickles down into my reflection of myself and my experience of reality is based on my partner or my family or my friends or whatever is going on in the outside world. And is that what you saw play out in your mom's relationship? Oh, big time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, And it was just explosive and volatile. And that was like, it was like a mirror image. But I'm over here like, the fuck did this come from? (laughs) And then I realized that my subconscious, thank you, subconscious, for protecting me, for not letting me remember that relationship until I was ready to unpack it. And now I get to remember it. Because it was formative years. You know, I was like six, five, six, seven years old watching some pretty intense shit happen and you know, there is no poor me in this. Like it all evolved me into who I am now. But me not taking that into consideration when reflecting on my previous past behaviors uh, kept me wondering for a while, you know. It all just came up recently. So I love this life. We get to unpack shit daily. So great. Okay, so let's talk about what it would like look like if you said, I have these qualities or these traits that are going to – drive my life what would it look like it would be you have top three qualities or core values yeah or like five you know depending Mm. let's keep it simple to three I think um and you would decide intentionally through deep reflection and process what these top three are like how (laughs) putting you through the ringer today (laughs) 
Um, like, how do you pick that? I think that if you had to put me on the spot, <laughs> it would be sitting down and thinking about what motivates you and how do you do that. You just like really you don't necessarily have to segment every part of your life and where you're spending your time because that's actually maybe not where you want to be spending your time, but you're doing it because of like some scarcity that you're trying to fulfill. So I think really getting clear on where you spend your time. If you have this, if I had no, if money were never an issue in the world kind of scenario, like how would you spend your time? That is what you probably want to focus on. Um, And from there, it's like that's the juice of what drives you. And those are the main aspects and qualities that you should focus on and hone in on as being your driving motivational forces of the life and who you are. Totally. And I think if you look at like all your relationships, like a common thread of relationships that have lasted or been sustainable or left a positive impact on you, what was present? Or if you look at the things that you did in your, not your title, your job title, but like what are the common threads of things that were present in workplaces that you felt in flow at, that you could be the most authentic version of you? What are those things? And so to give you guys an example, because I think it helps when we have very tangible specifics, for me, my core values that have to be present in all of the areas of my life are authenticity, which means the version of who I am on the inside is also transparent in the version who I am on the outside. And it doesn't mean I show up to work bawling every day. (laughs) It just means that if something's up, I claim it, I name it, I own it because that's important to me. And I don't allow my need for someone else's comfort around my emotion to get in the way of me expressing my emotion. And I do it in an emotionally intelligent way that is uh, involved in ownership, accountability, communication, and clarity. So authenticity to me means like I prefer that in my relationships people are not guessing about what's going on with me. They just know. Even if it's uncomfortable for them to know, they know. And then secondly is connection, meaning in some guttural way I feel connected to what I'm doing, meaning there's a bigger purpose, there's something there that's more than just that moment. And I know that through like, you know, if I'm out to dinner with a friend and I'm like really present and I feel connected, like that eye contact to me is everything that, hey, we're aligned or on the same page regardless if we agree about the topic. Can we lovingly stay connected through all of our differences and similarities? Sorry, the burps are really coming today. (laughs) And like when I'm doing things in my purpose and my work, do I feel connected to what I'm doing? Like there was a time, because I've taught in all kinds of environments, but there was a time I was teaching at an inpatient mental health facility and like it was a great gig. But after a while, I felt disconnected from what I was doing. Like I felt like when I was showing up to teach clients, like they were – not super present with the practice and, you know, distracted and there was a lot going on in within the facility. So like I didn't feel connected to it anymore. So I couldn't show up to it. And then the last one for me is integrity. And this is like actually a really big one because it encompasses a lot of things. And not that I think you should have like 17 things packed in one, but to me, integrity is the head category. And then underneath that is loyalty, honesty, being on time, non-stealing, non-harming, um, 
what do you do in a dark room when no one's looking? You know, how does someone actually show up to relationship? Are they accountable? Am I accountable? Um, am I always doing, quote, the right thing? Um, and by the way, it's not to say that you're always 100% of the time going to be aligned with these things. It's just to say, these are the things I want to live by. And if I'm not living by them, I know why I feel like shit. And if I just check, like, here's the thing is when you know your core values and you wake up in the morning and you're like, I feel like shit, it's probably because you're not living in alignment with your core values. I just wanted to let you know that Mm -hmm. since we've been having so many conversations around core values, I've been actually doing this thing where not just in moments where things feel misaligned or there's discord that I'm like, oh, like which one of my values is being question or just rubbed the wrong way but also in moments of happiness and joy I'm like why why and it, and I connect it to my core value and it's like really nice because it um well obviously it validates me but also it's nice to see the alignment that is in every thread of my life that's connected to these top three qualities for sure Yeah. It shows you that you're on the right fucking track. Yeah. You're like, oh, this threads through everything. And I know that if something's off, I can go to this. Mm -hmm. This is my guidance system. It's pretty epic. And again, it doesn't matter if it's happening in your job, in your passion, your, your purpose, in your relationships, in your intimate partnerships, like all of that stuff, it'll show up everywhere. So like, Again, back to this Jules being a recruiter conversation because, you know, she was saying she had a lot of crisis with the nine to five when she found something that she's purposeful and passionate about is she can still live her values in her nine to five and feel fulfilled. She doesn't have to leave her job because she found something that she's passionate about. Mm -hmm. She just gets to bring in more of her authentic self into her job. And it makes us better at everything we do because we're happy about it. We're like, fuck yeah. Like this makes sense. This is aligned. Well, and it's like, you know how, you know, we're getting way away from hustle culture and I think we all just have a lot of PTSD with that. And while I want to say that I'm doing a good job, every day is a new opportunity to give myself more grace and how I operate and what makes me feel good. And I think that um, every single day I'm just like, I'm doing the best I can and this is how and I'm operating out of these values. I, I like I can't stress or emphasize enough how much these pillars really are foundations to checking yourself and making sure that you are on the right track and 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 if not steering you back into that direction. I mean every single day I I use this in so many different ways to make sure that I'm with me. Mm. Yeah. And you're the only one that can be with you because no one's going to come save you. No yeah. one's coming. Yeah. It's you and you in this life. No matter how many friends, partners, whatever you have in your life, great. That's abundance. That's the above and beyond. That's the overflow of your cup. But your cup better be damn straight filled by you first because if it's not, you're always going to be coming from a place of scarcity. And that's what core values really does. It fills your fucking tank. Yeah. Like, shit, I'm full. Okay. I'm full. I'm full. Mm. (laughs) I'm super full. I think we kind of covered why these matter. I mean, it just matters because it it really takes all the second guessing out of your life. You're not, like, wondering. You're not confused. You're not – 
unsure, like maybe for a moment, but if you're honest and real with yourself and your core values are all chickety check checked, you (laughs) can just be like, okay, I know why. I know why. I might sit in my bullshit for a little while, but I know why. I know why I'm sitting here because this choice I don't want to make is scary, but I know it's out of alignment. Check yourself. (laughs) Chickity check, check, check. So the point is, check yourself. I want to be my best self, don't you? Well, and that's the thing. I oh, I never show up and wake up and I'm like, I want to be less than my best self today. And sometimes that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair, 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 fair. It's fair. So like why core values? Like what, what do you get? What are the benefits of doing this? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> you got a list. Got a whole list. Uh, you definitely have an improved quality of life, better decision making process. I would add to that with less emotions too, and just going back to what matters. More available mental capacity for bigger growth, deeper relationships, more concise and fine tuned experiences, minimized negative inner dialogue, more fulfilled life. More certainty, confidence, and knowingness in self. Ability to be non-attached and relinquishing need to control. Less impulsivity and more patience. This last one, Mm. I feel that deeply. I mean, all of them. But it's crazy because I feel like when you're very focused on being your best self, you also are ready to take accountability over things that not that you're not doing great at, but that can improve your quality of life and your external experiences and interactions with other people. And for me, like impulsivity is one and patience are, are both qualities that I've, I mean, I don't want to say I've mastered them, but I've, I've been so hyper-focused on not being that, that it's, I'm just very aware in situations to not react in a way, you know? Yeah. Totally. And you know, all of these different benefits, like different ones will speak to you based on the things that are incapacitating you, right? So, you know, whether it's trusting yourself is a big one for you or being able to, you know, make decisions confidently or again, feeling like you have deeper relationships. Because for example, you might have like, you know, 10 or 15 close friendships, but that like you might not feel good about all of them and it might be because one of them is out of alignment with your core values or a couple of them are and like you know if my if my core values integrity and I've got someone on my roster that like shows up out of integrity I am always going to have internal resentment towards that person and I might not even be aware of it mm-hmm. you know yeah and it's so crazy because like you're talking about like the 10 or 12, thank you, uh, relationships and just talking about deep relationships. I was at, a, I got invited to a bachelorette and the bride said to me, I'm inviting 30 people and I'm laughing right oh now. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm laughing right now because that was my first thought. I was like, do you really, well, first of all, do you really want 30 fucking opinions on your bachelorette? for everything that's going on. But I was sitting there, I was like, do you really have 30 people that you're that close to that you really want to have like this core memory with? And I was like, I mean, I we all know the answer is no, but her people pleasing is very on the forefront of her mind right now yeah. um, in so many aspects of like not just that event. But when you're talking about that, I thought about it because it's like – 
how many times have we compromised what we really wanted, aka like we really want to feel seen and connected. Like that's what we want on such a deep human level. And like we think we're going to get it by like the quantity of people versus like it's actually in this quality of connection, right? So it's like we all want the same thing. It's just like we're remiss of how we're approaching it, you know? Yeah. Like get your mind right. (laughs) Get your shit in order. Get your house in order. Get your core values right. Fuck around and find out. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So how do we know? I know we've thrown out a lot of different ways to track this. A lot of it is like what support system you have, what questions you're asking yourself, your internal dialogue. There's also actual practices you can do. And I mean, really, we're here to provide all of that for you um, because we're so deeply passionate about this work and and how to get more clear and live a better, healthier, happier life. Um, I mean, first of all, we're doing a massive core values program starting November 5th. Um, And it's First of all, we're going to do a live in-person workshop in LA and it's going to be live streamed too. Um, And then we have a two-week long process that includes observational practices, daily journaling prompts, like very deep digging on a daily basis integrated into your life. So it's like a comparison of like, okay, I'm actually walking into my life and I'm testing out these ideas to see which makes me feel what so I can get real-time applicability applicability as to... What makes sense in my real life? Not just like what I think I should have or what I think would make sense. It's like I'm actually doing that work. Um, But, you know, if you're just wanting to do this kind of on your own on a daily basis, it's like when you feel pissed off or triggered, those are arrows to understanding yourself more. When you feel happy and joyful, those are also arrows to noticing what matters to you the most, what's at the core of what you value, what traits are guiding the decision-making of your life. Um, Usually, if you find you're moving away from something like scarcity, not enoughness, things like that, that's an indication of things you don't want. Whereas if you're moving from a place of abundance, enriching expansion, that's an indication of what you do want. So just taking that into consideration. I just wanted to add that, I probably should have said this at the beginning of our conversation, but everything in the right time. (laughs) Um, It's so crazy because we're talking about these core values and it's like if you don't really do intensive, immersive work in understanding not just what are your core values, great. Like you could, I've done this core values work in my profession so many different times because within human resources, it's known that you want to just like understand like, you know, the the psychology of a person at the end of the day. And so there are so many tests to see like, what is your role on the team, for example, and how can you mirror your clients and how can you apply your personality traits and your values and expand them into the company. So I wanted just to highlight that my experience with this work goes like way deep because I've been doing this work for like 12 years now. But I think that something, the missing link for me was always like, okay, I know these values, but now I'm applying them and living in them and they are my North star. So what I wanted to share was, yes, I've had so much exposure to this work, but I think that, I mean, until I really took a, 
a hard look at what my core values were at, at the retreat in Oceanside and then was like committed to living by these values I didn't really like you could go and do this exercise on your own as you're like offering people of course but it's like things will go only as far as what you know of them and you know it's just like everything like you're not until you're ready to like teach something you don't really master a topic and therefore I just wanted to hone in on my experience which is on a professional level I've been exposed to this work in so many different ways but it didn't stick with me until I was like oh okay I want to actually use this and apply it in a very serious way for myself. Yeah what I take from what you're saying is that it's one thing to it's one thing to know them and then it's another thing to actually directly apply it and yeah. say, this is how it's being expressed in my life. This is how it's guiding. Yeah. And teaching mm-hmm. for sure. Um, we also have this amazing quote for you guys. I love this. It's good old John Stewart. If you don't stick to your values when they're being tested, they're not values, they're hobbies. And I love that so much because in a in a in our modern society, we're all adults, but we're actually giant children. So a lot of times we only show up and do things based on what's convenient for us because we as grown-ups don't have police over our our actions and our behaviors and the way we show up and our tantrums, right? So like if you're actually being guided by values when it's dark in there, that's when you actually know that you're expressing from your true authentic self. Yeah, it's like how are you actually showing up when no one's looking? Like mm-hmm. to me that's that's what your value is. Big time, big time. So just to circle back, guys, we are, we're, I mean, obviously we're so passionate about this. I mean, this is such an epic topic and um, the foundations program that we're leading, we're actually co-leading it with um, Carlin. She's on the leadership team for our brand. Um, She's got some amazing things to add and offer too. She's like really been focused on this work as well. Um, So the, the program is, you know, pretty much the entire month of November. So just to break it down for you, we've got a live four hour in-person workshop Um, on Saturday, November 5th. And then a few days later, we start a two-week challenge. And that's like, you live your daily life. You've just integrated things like meditation, rest, observation practices, journaling, things like that. Um, And then you go off to Thanksgiving and get triggered by your family. (laughs) And then you come home. And then we do a two-hour post-program coaching workshop to um, assess how applying those values went. And then to talk about what it looks like moving forward. Like if your values change in the future, how do you navigate that? And how do you actually apply them in those dark moments? So um, we've got gift bags too by a bunch of brand partners that we are working with. So those can assist you. We have like meditation candles and notebooks and all kinds of nice goodies that really assist and support the work that you're doing as well as um, small groups and a WhatsApp chat for community and accountability. We always do that for our programs and challenges because I find that, you know, accountability is like, so demanded when you have a when you have a community that supports you and everyone's on the same page we're doing it we're all going the same direction there's a lot of momentum in that so there's that and and a ton of leadership support that you're going to get um as well as just feeling empowered to make your own choices i mean that's priceless in itself and the program is literally you're not going to believe this it's 111 dollars which julia got really upset at me the other day she's like she's like this is such high value like what the fuck are you doing and i was like you know what I think it's perfect. It's all meant to be exactly. It's all meant to be. We out exactly here. Exactly the way it is. 
Well, we hope you guys can join us for that. If not, we've got classes on live stream. We've got in-person stuff. We've got all kinds of fun things coming. And then lastly, we're going to be launching another 200-hour yoga, meditation, and breathwork teacher training early spring next year. Um, dates are TBD. They're, it's all up on the site, but the dates are going to shift a little. So just stay tuned for that. And um, we're really grateful that we had you guys for this whole episode listening in. And, and I hope that you took a lot from it. That was fun. I missed this. I missed us too. So much. So much. Um, All right, guys. We out here. Peace out. Bye.